G'day everyone. Uh, we're in week two of our resolution series for January. We're recording these messages because we're not live streaming just through January, but for everyone who can't make it to the Sunday mornings through January, we wanted you to still be able to access this content. So uh, my name's Danny, I'm one of the pastors of the CCW family, and it's great to be with you uh, if you're uh, watching this later on or listening to this later on. Okay, resolutions number two. Uh, last week, we looked at our first resolution, which was I resolved to go to Jesus more often this year. I resolved to go to Jesus more often this year. If you missed that, you can catch it on the YouTube channel. Um, this week, we're looking at our second resolution, which is that I resolve that those closest to me will get the best of me. I resolve that those closest to me will get the best of me. Um, those closest, you know, those who do li- I do life with. Um, usually, it's the people that live in my house with me or um, in my immediate family, but those closest might even be people who live far away, but they're still the closest to me. Um, um, I heard a story once, or one of, uh, the guy who used to be my senior pastor told this uh, story of his life where he got home one day and he was wasted. He was worn out from pastoring, from doing his job, and he just he got home and he just kind of flumped you know, into his seat and just said, oh, I'm exhausted. And his wife put her hands on her hips and she said to him, typical, everybody else gets the best of you and I get the dregs. Everybody else gets the best of you and I get the dregs. Sometimes those closest to us see the worst of us. Sometimes we don't bring our best to those closest to us. Why is that? You know, when I replay the harshest things I've ever said to anyone, it's family. When I think of the ways that I've treated people the worst, it's often those closest to me. In fact, I'd never treat a colleague like that. I'd never say that to my boss or to an employee or to a customer or to anyone else. But the people I love most in the world, they get the worst of me sometimes. Why? Why does that happen? Well, because we're spending lots of energy out there in the world. We're using up whatever kind of margins uh, we have absorbing things that we can, you know, when the driver cuts me off or a boss blames me for his mistake or my number two child decorates the bathroom with my best lipstick or I'm trying to sort out this customer's problem and I'm smiling at them, but what I really like to do to them, you know, like we, we, we want to get through our days productively. We want to present a, uh, a capable, together, nice person to the world. When we get home, we just want to decompress, relax, let the stress of our day out and... Um, sometimes that makes us frump just on the couch and do nothing, go distant, vacant, inaccessible to those we love the most, or maybe even grumpy, irritable, um, short-tempered. Or maybe we're looking after the kids all day and they're beautiful, but we're a little full so that when our partner gets home and plonks with a remote and switches off, you know, we might give them both barrels or a category mark or some very serious and very obvious passive aggression. Um, Why do we treat those closest to us so badly sometimes? Uh, Partly because it's safer, right? Because they love us and they have to cop it and we've got to decompress somewhere, right? Um, All this energy, all the rubbish that we absorb through the week, we've got to decompress. And we do have to decompress. That's true. I'll get back to that. But listen, 
if my decompression strategy is hurting those I love the most, then I have to find a different decompression strategy. If my decompression strategy is hurting those I love the most, then it's time for me to find a different one. Because these people in my life, they matter. They really matter. And this year, I resolve that those closest to me will get the best of me. And we can do this. We can do this. And let me show you how and why this is possible from what something the Apostle Paul wrote in uh, Colossians chapter 3. He says this, since, because of something, since, since why? Since God chose you to be the holy people he loves. So because God chose you, because God loves you, um, and God, because God chose you to be holy, because God's working on you to transform you, because of that, uh, since God chose you to be the holy people he loves, you must clothe yourselves with tender-hearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. So he says, put on these clothes, put on some Jesus clothes. Picture the life of God coming into our hearts as new people in Christ. Here are the clothes that Jesus gives us. Tender-hearted mercy and kindness, literally bowels of mercy and kindness. From my innermost being, mercy. Like I care about you. I want to help you. I want to nurture you. I can see you're frustrated and I want to help you to be here for you. This is not in our own strength. I mean, we can grit our teeth and help in our own strength. We can go, oh, you know, here's me serving again. I'll help because I can, but inside I'm building some more pride in how awesome I am or maybe some quiet resentment and disdain for how capable you're not. See, pride and resentment lead to emptiness and death as quick as anger and aggression do. No one wants to be patronised or looked down on. This is this tender-hearted mercy um, is not from us. It's not because we're any good. It's not because of out of our willpower. Um, these are Jesus' clothes. These are this is how we clothe ourselves in in the the life that Jesus pours into our um, into our hearts and into our lives that rises in us. Um, bowels of mercy and kindness. The desire from Jesus that rises up in us. So we want to care for the other person. We want to help them and nurture them and to be there for them. And that's manifested in this kindness. Bowels of mercy and the inner um, work of Jesus in our lives to, to make us more merciful, to want to care for somebody else, which flows out into acts and words of kindness. Um, another inner transformation that Paul talks about here is humility. Um, humility is not like I'm bad and you're good. It's not thinking less of me. It's just thinking of myself less. Humility says, don't worry about my need for now. Let's focus on your need. Let's get the focus off me onto you. Even when you're frustrated and angry and tired and spent and irritable. And when I see that coming at me, maybe I'm feeling that way too. But Jesus, you know, uh, since I'm chosen by you and you love me so much, can you give me some humility? Help me to... I want uh, good for that person. Help me to think about what they need before I think about what I need. And Jesus can. He can fill our hearts with humility so we can focus on their need. And what the behavior that flows from humility is gentleness. Humility and gentleness. So we've had mercy that leads to kindness and we've got humility 
that leads to gentleness. And we've got one more pairing in this text, and that is patience, the heart posture that Jesus gives us of patience. That is, my heart is not in a hurry. I can wait for the best thing. I can wait for God to work. Because we all need patience. We're all a work in progress. None of us are perfect yet. And God is patient with us. He gives us patience with ourselves and with those closest to us. Here's how it plays out. Um, And patience, uh, the text says, make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Forgive anyone who offends you. Patience here literally means long-suffering. That is, um, have a long fuse and not a short one. Uh, Put on patience from Jesus. Um, Get a heart with lots of room uh, to allow for others' faults. Think about those closest to you. What are their faults? Uh, You probably can list them fairly quickly. What are the things they do that perpetually annoy you or frustrate you? Um, Maybe they get tensed and stressed and a little sharp under pressure. Maybe they just switch off, abdicate, um, you know, uh, shut down and become inaccessible to you. Maybe they um, put stuff away wrong or maybe they don't put stuff away. They just leave things lying around wherever they use them. Maybe they talk too much or maybe they don't communicate enough, you know, I want those closest to me to get the best of me and I need loads of patience from Jesus, patience that helps me to make allowance for the faults of those who are close to me. Uh, Conversely, how beautiful is it when they make allowance for my faults? How beautiful is it when those closest to you make allowance for your faults? You know your faults are grating on them, but they make allowance um, and let it go. So patience from Jesus helps us to make allowance for their faults. And patience from Jesus helps us to forgive them when their behaviour hurts us. Forgiveness is so beautiful. It is such a gift from God to us. And Jesus says, put on these clothes, new clothes for your heart. You're a new person in Christ. Put on these clothes. Patience from God that will give you lots of room to allow for the faults of those closest to you, and will give you lots of forgiveness for their wrongs. I want those closest to me to get the best of me. That's why I resolve this year that those closest to me will get the best of me. So how? So we probably all want those closest to us to get the best of us, but we know it's hard. Life is full of pressures and um, it's difficult for those closest to us to always get the best of us. So why is 2023 going to be any different? How can this year be different? Well, because of this, Jesus never gives up on us. He never gives up on us. And he's not giving up on you. No way, not now and not ever. He wants to bring this life into your your heart. He wants to bring his mercy and kindness and humility and gentleness and patience an allowance for other spots and forgiveness into your heart. And let me give you some practical steps for how we can make this work in 2023. Three things that I think will help us all if we take these on board for those closest to us in 2023. Here's the first one. Uh, decompress safely. I said before, we all need to decompress. The pressure of, of life builds up in us and we need safe spaces where we can just, whew, uh, where we can vent, where we can... Uh, you know, withdraw in, uh, onto our own where we can yell at something, you know, where we can burn some adrenaline or, or we just need spaces 
uh, to decompress. And people decompress in different ways. Um, maybe we need just silence and time on our own. Maybe we need to be able to talk through a whole bunch of stuff. And maybe we just need to put our favorite music on and uh, go for our life or uh, whatever. We need spaces to decompress. But I would just say this, decompress safely. So uh, if, you, if you take half an hour to get home from work, then that, that's a good space. You get a chance to kind of unwind, then take a breath and step into your household full of energy to care for and love the people um, who are closest to you. If you've only got five minute drive home like I have, sometimes it's a good idea to take a little longer to get home. You know, park somewhere for 20 minutes and just decompress so that you can bring your best to those who are closest to you. Or maybe you could say, I haven't got time because I've got to get home and help straight away. And so I'm going to defer my decompression. I know that I'm going to need to decompress, but I'm not going to hurt people with my decompression. So I take a deep breath and I walk in ready to show mercy and grace and help um, for those who are closest to me. And then I'll communicate my need for decompression and then do it later, where I can just park on a couch for a while, watch a TV show, go for a walk, um, do my jigsaw, go in the garden, do whatever it is that helps you to decompress. So there's the first thing. Decompress safely. Um, uh, and kids, if you're watching this too, um, that kind of uh, deferring to decompress, this is beautiful when, when a kid does it. When your child comes home, uh, mums and dads, you know this, if your child came in and they had a rough day at school, they were just full of their angst and concern and stress, um, but instead of just blurting all that out to you or slamming their door or whatever, they first took a deep breath and just said to their parents, how are you, mum? How was your day? How are you, dad? How was your day? What a beautiful gift that is to other people that are closest to us. And if you're a teenager and you're watching this, it is the easiest thing to do. In the moment, it feels hard, but it's so beautiful just to check in with someone else first before you decompress. Um, you'll still get everything you need from your family unit. In fact, you'll get more um, help and support but if you, if you ask first, if you defer your need to decompress before you just check in with those closest to you, it'll bless you and it'll bless them. So you can bring your best to those who are closest to you. That's the first thing, decompress safely. Uh, number two, own your own stuff, own your stuff. If you're feeling stressed in the moment, if you're feeling wasted, if you're feeling upset, then let people know that's what you're feeling. I'm feeling upset, I'm feeling stressed. I'm just wasted at the moment. I'm struggling uh, with something. I'm angry. Communicate that's your feeling. Let people know. What you're really signaling, signaling is, please make allowance for my faults in this period here because I'm struggling with something. But you own it because it's yours. Um, we don't want to lay that burden on other people like they made us you know, stressed or angry or upset. or You don't want your kids or your husband or your wife or the people closest to you walking away feeling like you're blaming them for your stuff. Own your stuff. Um, and when you know you've overstepped and you've hurt somebody, just own that too. I overstepped. I shouldn't have done that. Um, this is, this, in this way, we can help bring our best to those who are closest to you. Own your own stuff. Um, number three, uh, this is a big one too. Let it go. Forgive totally. Make a habit of zero resentment. So when you're wronged, let it go. Now, this doesn't mean don't communicate boundaries. It doesn't mean allow people to trample all over you. 
You know, you need to, if somebody hurts you, then they need to know that they have hurt you and you can explain that. You can put a boundary up, you can uh, communicate, please don't do that again, that hurt, um, this is why it hurt, um, and then hopefully you can find some reconciliation in that space, but don't hang on to resentment. Don't hold something against somebody. Don't, don't be looking at those closest to you feeling like, oh, you owe me, you still owe me. You wronged me and, and you haven't paid yet and I'll, I'm going to hold you to account for what you did. That is a cancer inside of us and it's, a, it's, it's bad, bad, bad for relationships. It's bad for our own hearts to forgive. Forgive totally. Let it go. Make a habit of living resentment-free. Nobody owes me anything. In this way, we can bring our best to those who are closest to you. By the power of Jesus inside us, we can live in forgiveness. The text goes on to say, remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. So these practical steps um, towards bringing our best to those closest to us, these aren't only possible, they're likely. They're likely if we go to Jesus more often this year, which was our resolve from last week, remember, our resolve to go to Jesus more often this year, because he brings this life into our into our spaces, into our intimate spaces, into our, into our relationships with those who are closest to us. So if we go to Jesus more often this year, um, we will decompress safely, we will own our own stuff, and we will let it go. We will build habits of decompressing safely, of owning our own stuff and letting it go. Wouldn't it be awesome, wouldn't it be awesome if those closest to me got the best of me this year? So here's our resolve so far. Number one, I resolve to go to Jesus more often this year. And now I resolve that those closest to me will get the best of me in 2023. Let's pray. Jesus, we want to bring our best to those who are closest to us. Thank you for our loved ones. Thank you for those that we do life with. Help us to bring our best. We pray for this heart of mercy and kindness in humility and gentleness and patience and allowing for each other's faults and total forgiveness of wrongs. Thanks, Jesus, that you can do this transformation in our life. We love you. We look to you. We hunger for you. We're thankful. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.